The Bible never claims that the life of a Christian will be easy. In fact, we live in an uncertain world with daily challenges and struggles. Regardless of the challenges we face there is one place we can always turn for answers and that is the Word of God. Welcome to the Driven by Faith podcast, associated with drivenbyfaith.blog, your source for faith-based perspectives on everyday topics. Now here is your host, Ben Sharkey. Hello and welcome to the Driven by Faith podcast. I am your host, Ben Sharkey. Today I will continue to read through the What is Love series from www.drivenbyfaith.blog. However, there are a few exciting updates and announcements I want to make you aware of. First off, I want to apologize for the long delay since posting a new episode. Unfortunately, not only does life happen, but apparently software issues happen too. Unfortunately, these issues prevent me from being able to record new episodes. So hopefully, those have been taken care of now, and I'll be able to post new episodes every two weeks like I've been wanting to. Also, Driven by Faith now has merchandise. Your purchase not only helps fund and support this project, but you also get to look good doing it with the new apparel line. If apparel is not your thing, not a problem. There are also other items including coffee mugs, phone cases, and tote bags. Just visit www.teespring.com slash drivenbyfaith. The link will be in the description for this episode and future episodes. You can also visit the support page at www.drivenbyfaith.blog for the link and to find other ways to support Driven by Faith. Lastly, starting today, I will be adding a new segment. This segment will deal with the issue of prepping and survival and the many different aspects of it. Now, I'm not talking about doomsday type prepping, but rather the more realistic type of prepping. This segment will include but won't be limited to things such as tips, gear reviews, personal experience, and will even chronicle my own journey towards better better health, excuse me, as health is a huge aspect of good prepping but often neglected. After all, if your health is poor, survival in general will be much more difficult. Prepare. Survive. Thrive. There are many aspects to realistic and successful prepping. The basics you want to make sure are met in an emergency or survival situation is water, food, shelter, and security. What isn't often mentioned is personal health and fitness, and that's what I will focus on today. Why is this important? Think about it. If you find yourself in an emergency situation, are you going to be able to perform the necessary tasks to survive and support yourself as well as your family? Or will you be a liability and become a hindrance to others, perhaps even your loved ones? Now, I'm not trying to shame anyone. I'm the last person who would want to do that, as this is something I have to continue to face for myself. This is simply a realistic way to look at what is not a far-fetched scenario. Throughout my teens and early 20s, I maintained a healthy weight between the 150s and 160s, and was in relatively decent shape. Over the years, as I got older, 
my weight began to fluctuate greatly, seemingly going on the upswing, and my personal fitness began to drop significantly. In January of 2019, I weighed more than I ever had in my life at 230 pounds and not a good 230. I experienced more pain in my body and tired very quickly after very little activity. During that time, it seemed the ketogenic diet was on the rise and seemed to have promising results, so I figured, why not? I began the diet, and weight loss seemed to start immediately. Now, this isn't intended to promote any specific diet, as the ketogenic diet is not for everyone. But it did have positive results for me. If you are considering any fitness program, you should consult your doctor to see what is right for you. By early to mid-spring, I was down to about 200 pounds. I was feeling so much better in my overall health. I decided to incorporate exercise into my routine. I began running three to four times a week. In my teens, I had been able to run a mile in just over five minutes. Now I could barely walk a mile at all. However, I kept at it. By July 2019, I ran my very first 5K ever and didn't stop to walk once. And I was down to 185 pounds. I had lost 45 pounds in a matter of six months and was able to run over three miles without stopping. However, very significant negative events happened in my life at that time and I fell off the wagon entirely. I stopped running and I started eating anything with no practice of dietary discipline. Off and on, as the weight came back, I would attempt to get back on the wagon only to cave again. As of July of 2020, I seemingly gave up completely after one last significant blow changed my life as I knew it. However, over the last month, I have had to think more about my health. Not just for me, but also for my family. Do I want to be that hindrance for them if something happens, or do I want to be a part of the solution? The answer should be obvious. Over the next several months, as part of this segment, I will chronicle my journey towards better health in hopes to inspire and encourage others. Also to show that change can happen and it's worth every bit of effort. I will discuss the ups and downs, as well as the successes and failures that I experience. So one thing to remember when entering into any weight loss program is that it is a marathon and not a sprint. You're not going to achieve your goals quickly, and if you try to change too much at once, you may find it very difficult to keep up with the changes. Remember that successful weight loss and fitness programs are based off of good, healthy habits, and those take time to develop. To set the baseline, I am currently weighing in at 227 pounds. I have made slight changes to my diet, such as adding a nutrient-dense shake of my own concoction to my diet daily, as well as reducing, not eliminating, my carbohydrate intake. I am also mindful of the types of fats I'm using in my cooking and attempting to avoid fast food. In the last week, I have already noticed a change in my energy levels and gradually been incorporating exercise into my routine. Setting a goal does help. While a weight loss goal is important, 
I am also setting a goal of an activity I want to achieve either by late spring or early summer. That goal is to be in good enough shape to go on a multi-day backpacking trip. So long as I reach that goal, there will also be some great content to treat you, my awesome followers, too, on the vlog that I'm working on and trying to get off the ground. Now, without further ado, today's reading of What is Love? It is Kind. Love is patient, love is kind, and is not jealous. Love does not brag and is not arrogant, does not act unbecomingly. It does not seek its own, is not provoked, does not take into account a wrong suffered, does not rejoice in unrighteousness, but rejoices with the truth, bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. 1 Corinthians 13 4 through 7 NASB kindness noun the quality of being friendly generous and considerate can you think of the last kind thing you did can you remember when the same was done for you we have the capacity to show kindness in all aspects of our lives to our families friends the clerk ringing up our groceries the trucker on the other end of the CB even the cop writing my ticket after I ran a stop sign. To be kind is not just something we can do, but as Christians, we are called to do. It's not optional. It's a part of our calling to love as Jesus loved. We are to be kind when we're happy, when we're sad or angry, when we are speaking with our friends or dealing with an enemy. Sadly, we are not well known for it outside of the church, body of Christ but more on that later. I honestly think we have overcomplicated what it is to show kindness. I believe many of us think that kindness is performing elaborate acts of generosity or something along that line. That simply is not the case. If you look at the definition above, you'll notice that it is relatively simple. Basic kindness is as simple as having good manners. It's amazing how a slight smile and friendly nod can brighten up a stranger's day and perhaps even our own. To better explain this, why don't we take a look at each aspect that describes kindness as defined above. Friendly, adjective, kind and pleasant. Behold how good and how pleasant it is for brothers to dwell together in unity. Psalms 133.1 NASB how hard is it to be friendly to others? Most of the time, it's relatively easy. Just say hi, smile, and exchange a few pleasantries. Just be genuine about it. However, there are times when it can be much more difficult, such as when you're dealing with an aggravating person. In times like those, it's crucial to be friendly to show the love of Christ manifested through us. It can take patience, as discussed in a previous blog. It's this type of an opportunity that can greatly impact an individual's life and show them what the love of God truly is. Let's not waste it. Generous. Adjective. Showing a readiness to give more of something, as money or time, than is strictly necessary or expected. 
there is one who scatters and yet creases all the more, and there is one who withholds what is justly due, and yet results in only want. Proverbs 11.24 NASB Let's face it, we don't live in a culture of generosity. So the society we live in consists primarily of getting as much of what we want as possible, usually in the form of currency. When we do give, we often only give the least amount necessary, if that, and for the wrong reasons. That includes any of our resources, such as time and money. Generosity is to give abundantly to a need, sometimes sacrificially. As Christians, we are called to do good works that cost us our own resources. I'm not talking about the tithing of 10%, as that would be referencing the Old Testament Law of Moses and would require a whole other blog to explain. I'm talking about fulfilling our calling to feed the hungry, clothe the naked, visit the imprisoned, counsel those in distress, etc. Each one of those examples requires the sacrificial giving of personal resources generously. Considerate. Adjective. Careful not to cause inconvenience or hurt to others. Let your gentle spirit be known to all men. The Lord is near. Philippians 4.5 NASB A gentle spirit. What a countercultural concept, even among many Christians. How many have we turned away from the gospel because of our inability to have a gentle spirit that shows consideration for the individual? Do we not realize that the best way to reach the lost is through gentleness? Do we not realize that Bible-thumping and teaching condemnation right off the bat mainly serves as a stumbling block? I listen to a number of podcasts, and one that I listen to often has guests that have been missionaries in areas that Christianity is often persecuted. What I find interesting is the stories of what led to most of the conversions. In short, it was true Christian love. In those instances, those missionaries were considerate towards the other culture in a manner true to the definition of the word. For that to transpire, those missionaries do not go out, pound their Bibles, yelling, repent or burn. That's not the case at all. It is the purposeful implementation of a considerate and gentle spirit that brings others to Christ. That is what is seen in us, or at least supposed to be. Our current culture saddens me. This is not a culture that shows kindness that is selfless. To do so is countercultural, and even considered by many in our society to be a sign of weakness. Even many Christians believe that, but not necessarily consciously. Kindness is not often sacrificial, but rather is used as a means to glorify our own individual stature. It's not done to glorify God. Without kindness, the full love of Christ fails to be manifested through us to the world who we are supposed to be light and salt for. Of course, there are a few of us that do show this type of kindness without expecting a worldly return. Our return is above and unseen. My challenge to you is this. Take time for personal reflection this week. Take time in prayer. Ask God to open your heart to you. 
ask him to reveal to you if you show the kindness that he requires of us. Ask him if the kindness you show is for his glory or for yours. Be kind to one another, tender-hearted, forgiving each other, just as God in Christ has forgiven you. Ephesians 4.32 NASB I hope you enjoyed today's episode. If you enjoy the podcast, then please feel free to give it a five-star review on whatever platform you're listening to it on. If you would like to check out the article of today's reading for yourself, then please visit www.drivenbyfaith.blog. You will also find information on how to support the blog and podcast. Remember, Driven by Faith now has merchandise. Simply visit www.teespring.com slash driven by faith and check out the many items including apparel, mugs, totes, and phone cases. Do you have a service or product to offer? Then consider becoming a sponsor. Simply send an email to drivenbyfaith001 at gmail.com to learn more. Do you have questions you would like to hear discussed? Would you like to share your own testimony? Shoot me an email. Your questions may be answered on the podcast and possibly even your testimony shared for others to hear and be encouraged by. Until next time, this is Ben Sharkey signing off.